Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. I was away last week when, when this came out, and it kind of flew under the radar. And I guess if anybody was paying attention, the Alberta government certainly went of it its way to, to put a very positive, uh, positive spin on it. News release released a week ago today uh, with the headline, Keeping Auto Insurance Affordable. Sounds great. Nobody wants to pay too much for auto insurance and the government's going to keep it affordable. Well, how about that? There's more here than than meets the eye. Now, you might recall, and this goes back to the previous government, when uh, a cap was brought in regarding the amount of money that could be paid out regarding so-called minor injuries and the minor injury regulation. So if you saw this news release, you might think, you know, the the headline sounds much more dramatic than the actual wording of the news release because it makes it sound like it's just weaving in a little kind of technicality they're they're addressing. Uh, That is, the Alberta government frames that they're just clarifying what counts as a minor injury. So they've amended the minor injury regulation to provide more clarity on which injuries, conditions, and symptoms are covered. So, yeah. Just going to, you know, just straighten that, that all out and, and no big deal. But wait a second. I mean, why is this change being made? Why is there the need to, to clarify this? And what does it mean for people who are injured in an automobile collision? So some concerns have been raised uh, about these changes. Joining us to talk more about it is uh, Edmonton-based injury lawyer Mark McCourt. Uh, Mark, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hey, Rob. Thanks for uh, having me. So, and, and you've called attention to this because, you know, the, the news release has, you know, a headline that, that sounds good as the wording of the news release sounds very minor and technical. It, it seems like the kind of thing the government doesn't want of a lot of attention put on. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that was my impression when they, uh, when they brought out this uh, regulation in this news release just before the May, May long weekend. Uh, that t- typically is something a government does when they, uh, when they want to fly under the radar, when they don't want uh, people to, to pay too much attention to, uh, to the change that they might be making. So what's different now, though? I mean, we've had this cap on minor injuries um, payouts for some time, going back to the previous government. But as as this tweak to the the regulations, is this is this a significant change? It is uh, certainly going to be significant for uh, some people. Uh, the the regulation that was passed by the previous government back in 2004 uh, put a cap on on the compensation available for pain and suffering for people in car crashes who suffered sprains or strains or uh, whiplash injuries. And and basically, what this uh, amendment uh, that the NDP has brought in uh, is doing is adding people who suffer uh, TMJ, which is jaw joint injuries 
or psychological injuries uh, to the list of car crash victims that will be subject to this uh, reduction in their in their compensation for their pain and suffering. And so, so this potentially this amendment potentially has has an effect, of course, on on anybody on the roads uh, who may happen to get in a car accident. Uh, in in reality, uh, it's it's only going to have actual effect on people who uh, on or after June 1st of this year uh, sustain uh, TMJ injuries or psychological injuries in a car crash. But but if that's uh, a couple of thousand people a year, those those people are definitely going to be affected by this uh, legislative or regulation change. Right. Well, it's one thing for a bureaucrat to sit down and write a list of what's considered a minor injury. It's quite a different story for someone who's suffering from one of these injuries. They, they may not think it's minor. How are we making this determination in the first place? Uh, in, in terms of how, uh, which, which injuries are, are yeah. to be considered minor? Right. Well, the, yeah, the reality is that uh, uh, this isn't something that uh, an insurer or that an Alberta finance bureaucrat just comes up with on their own. Uh, there's a very strong uh, and very well-financed insurance lobby, not surprisingly, that uh, uh, likes to uh, collect as much as they can in premiums and pay out as little as they can in claims. Like any business, they're, they're in, uh, in business to make profit. And uh, it uh, not surprisingly occurred to the insurance uh, lobby that uh, if they could persuade uh, the government to uh, drastically reduce the amount of money that they have to pay out to uh, people that get hurt by reckless drivers, uh, it would uh, uh, be a, uh, it would it would positively positively impact the insurance company's uh, profit margins. All right. Well, what would you say to those who would say, "Well, yeah, but I mean, injury lawyers have some skin in this game too." Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I will make somewhat less money uh, because of the fact that this regulation uh, is coming in effective the 1st of June. But the reality is that it's not going to be terribly significant to uh, an individual personal injury lawyer's practice. If, uh, I think the, the last stat I, I read is that there are about... 16,000 people that are hurt in car crashes in Alberta in any given year. And if, if half of them uh, decide to retain an injury lawyer, and that's probably a high estimate, uh, that's 8,000 people. And if, uh, say, a quarter of them have uh, TMJ injuries in an accident, that's a couple of thousand people. And if there's 500 of us injury lawyers uh, scrambling around for those 2,000 people, then uh, I'm no math whiz, but that says I, I probably am going to have you know four clients that are affected. So yeah. it's not going to affect me terribly uh, much personally, but those those couple of thousand individuals who sustain these injuries and find that that uh, because of a, a decision by the NDP at the behest of uh, a multi-billion-dollar insurance industry, uh, they're going to be improperly compensated. I think it, it affects them quite a bit. Well, and you've also called attention to I think what might be a significant point is that we had a court ruling about five or six years ago. Ago that, that said that these kinds of injuries, TMJ kind of injuries or injuries treated that have to be treated by dentists are, are not minor injuries. Yeah, and I think that points uh, to uh, to perhaps the uh, the government being less than perfectly honest when they when they bring forward this uh, uh, this this regulation and, and their press release suggesting that this uh, regulation amendment uh, merely clarifies uh, uh, the existing uh, regulation. Uh, as as you point out, there was a court case uh, a few years ago uh, that asked, uh, uh, you know, are TMJ jaw injuries part of these um, minor sprain strains or whiplash that uh, that the pre- previous PC 
Iraqi government capped, and, and the court uh, very clearly said that, uh, that no, that's not the case, that uh, you know, any injury principally treated by dentists, including TMJ or, or tooth injuries, are never uh, capped. And so those, those individuals that had suffered those injuries in car crashes were not uh, subject to this reduction in their, in their compensation. Uh, and after June 1st, if they uh, suffer these injuries, uh, they, they, they may, may very well be subject to the, uh, to the, re- the new regulation. Now, it started out as a $4,000 cap, but it has gone up since then, right? Yeah, in in 2004, when it was originally passed, it was $4,000. And ever since 2007, the the cap has gradually increased to account for inflation. So uh, somebody in in a car accident uh, last year uh, would have been capped at $5,020 if they sustained minor minor injuries. And and then this year, it's uh, bumped up from $5,020 up to a whopping $5,080. How do we determine, then, what's an appropriate payout for someone who suffers an injury? Or how should we do it? You know, the way it it has been done uh, for the last... 40 odd years up until the uh, the Alberta government passed this cap is is that uh, uh, it would be a negotiation between uh, an injured party and and the the negligent driver's uh, car insurance company uh, to determine what is fair and if the two of them couldn't agree then then a judge would uh, determine what's fair and and uh, there over since about 1978 when the Supreme Court of Canada uh, heard a number of cases and put roughly a hundred thousand dollar cap on the most serious uh, possible injury for pain and suffering uh... there's been of course thousands of cases that have determined uh... a proper range for for pain and suffering compensation for these injured people uh, it was it was about 2000, as I say, 2003, 2004. The uh, the insurance industry started lobbying the government and basically saying, hey, if we could get rid of uh, a, a great majority of these claims or at least have them capped, uh, then it would uh, it would increase our profits uh, uh, many times over. And and the way they were able to to convince the government uh, to do this step, as they said, said, uh, hey, we're losing a lot of money because of these out of control injury claims. Uh, the reality, and, and this has been very clearly proven, is that uh, is that insurance companies at the time were actually making all-time high record profits, and those profits have increased uh, some 20-fold uh, uh, in in the years surrounding the, the implementation of that that cap. And in the meantime, of course, uh, people who uh, are are victimized by uh, careless or or impaired motorists. If they sustain minor injuries, they've seen a, a severe reduction in uh, in the compensation to which they're entitled. So, so it's it's basically blaming the victim and and uh, uh, in, increasing insurance company profits on the backs of uh, innocent victims. You think it's a bit of a red herring then for the government to say that this is about keeping insurance rates low? Well, it, 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 I'm sure that the, that the insurance lobby suggested to uh, to the government that if if they implemented these changes, that it would help keep insurance rates low. But off the top of my head, there there are you know four ways I would think that you could keep insurance rates low. One is is to uh, uh, regulate the cost of auto insurance premiums. It's mandatory to, to have car insurance in the province, and and so uh, so regulating the the, uh, the cost of those premiums would be one 
way from, from doing it to prevent insurers from gouging policyholders. Uh, you can reduce accidents and injuries through traffic safety initiatives. You can hammer bad drivers with uh, sharply increased rates if they cause accidents. Or, fourthly, I guess you can blame victims and cap their compensation. That, that last one, uh, which is what the NDP has gone with uh, just before the May long weekend here, is, in my view, the least fair. Right, well, more at uh, McCourtLaw.ca. Mark, thanks so much for joining us here to explain this to us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Uh, Mark McCourt, uh, Edmonton-based uh, injury lawyer, so his thoughts on what this change is going to mean. And yeah, yeah, we, as he said, we've had this cap on payouts on so-called minor injuries for you know over a decade now. Uh, but if the NDP feels as though the list of injuries that would fall under that cap needs to be expanded, then they should be a little more transparent, I guess, in, in announcing that. Instead of kind of sneaking this in as we're just clarifying, you know, tweaking the, the regulations. So it's, yeah, it's a tough issue because no doubt it would affect injury rates if insurance companies had to continually pay out massive payouts for, for injuries. Inevitably, that would affect insurance rates. And, and I don't think people want to be like that litigious society to south of us. And that's the other thing you notice driving around, well, driving around the L.A. area, but I'm sure driving around anywhere. Even just watching, you know, American local television, you see these ads all the time, uh, one after another for injury lawyers. And, you know, seeing some of the billboards driving around Los Angeles where these lawyers are boasting about our law firm has won, you know, over $150 million in payouts and this and this and this is clearly a lot of money in that. So I don't think we want to go down that path necessarily, but if someone has a legitimate claim to some compensation, why, why should the government step in and say, no, that's all you're going to get? Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.